Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com, the tool that makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and goals, and the Wondersuite tools will automatically lay out your WordPress website or store in minutes. Seriously. From there, you can customize your design, pick your brand colors and add blocks, no custom theme or coding required. You'll get content suggestions that you can keep or revise. And with Yoast SEO built in, we automatically help you get found in search engines. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins to an AI-powered help bot, our built-in tools make WordPress wonderful for everyone. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. That's bluehost.com slash wondersuite. Want to learn how to be an entrepreneur? You are dedicated and devoted to a life of developing new ideas and innovations. Willing to take calculated career risks, achieving independent wealth and success. Then you are ready to experience the entrepreneur effect. We'll highlight opportunities for entrepreneurs in digital marketing through interesting, practical, and thought-provoking interviews and monologues. Increase your income and be your own boss by listening to The Entrepreneur Effect. Please welcome your host, a 25-year veteran in sales, management, and business development, Dush Ramachandran. Hi, and welcome to Entrepreneur Effect. This is Dush Ramachandran. My guest today is Karen Jaw Madsen, who is the principal of the firm Co-Design of Work Experience, and she's also the author of the new book, Culture Your Culture, Innovating Experiences at Work. Welcome, Karen. Thank you so much. It's great to be here. Yes, it's wonderful to have you, and thank you so much for taking the time to spend with us. So, you know, I've I've had the uh, opportunity to go through the book, and I, I think it's a tremendous read. Um, thank you. Very quickly, um, how did you how did you come to write this book? Uh, usually, when when I speak to authors, um, this is this is something I always ask, which is, was there was there a book dying to get out, uh, or <laughs> was this a result of you know many years of uh, research where you developed this body of knowledge that you wanted to share with uh, uh, the, the 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 reading public? So. Uh, which way was it? How did this book come about? 
Well, I think it was a little bit of a hybrid. There are some concepts in the book that have developed over time through education experience, uh, but the birth of this book was probably a little bit more recent than that because it was born out of this frustration with how often we raise culture as this huge factor in the success or failure of, of companies, and that happens after the fact, and yet there was no step-by-step how-to for intentionally creating culture on the front end. So there's a lot of, um, I wouldn't even say there's a lot, there's a few books out there that talk about uh, how I did it, uh, and those were all through um, personal experience or trial and error, but what I really wanted to do when I, when I set out to do this writing was to pull together uh, what's required to meet this unmet need. So it was born out of this frustration um, and it pulled together long-term experience for sure. But it's definitely something that um, I believe is contemporary and, and relevant to a lot of organizations today. And that's why it's out now. Great. So, you know, our listeners are uh, business owners, um, you know, entrepreneurs, sometimes they are solopreneurs, people that work by themselves. Uh, others are, uh, you know, they have startup companies. Typically, these are smaller businesses. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, often people think of culture as something that's important in a very large company because, um, you know, that has that has an impact uh, that is pretty significant. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it's reasonable to say that uh, culture is every bit as important in a small company. If, in fact, it perhaps maybe even more important in a small company because um, a poor culture can uh, pretty much destroy a small company, whereas a, a larger company may somehow be able to kind of power through cultural challenges. Um, so what do you think about that idea that uh, culture is important for all sizes of businesses and may in fact be more important for small businesses than it could be for large businesses? I absolutely agree with you a thousand percent. And because of that, and to your point, you know, if, if a smaller organization has even uh, a small section or even a person of influence having an impact on the rest of the organization. It can be catastrophic to an organization's culture. So culture is going to exist no matter what. So as long as there is an organization to speak of, um, regardless of size, market, channel, maturity level, et cetera, culture is going to exist. And an organization needs to decide whether or not they want to manage that as a cultural as a as an asset or uh, use ignore culture or push it aside and uh, create the conditions where culture ends up being a business liability Uh, so what I tell people particularly startups and I am here in um, Redwood City California so lots of startups in this area sure Uh, but there there are a lot of things they can do about culture up front Sometimes it's about establishing healthy dynamics on founding teams because, unfortunately, there have been some promising products or services that have failed because the founders can't get along. I've also argued that, you know, if if you're mature enough to have a business strategy, then you need a people strategy to support it because you always need people to bring that to life. Uh, 
and in the front end of an organization that's new, you have the benefit or the privilege to be able to develop vision, mission, values up front and intentionally, and then be able to ramp that up through rapid growth. So those are all the areas I tend to help entrepreneurs and startups and small organizations with. Sure, that's great. And then obviously we can also see what a profound effect culture or the lack thereof um, poses for uh, even even fast-moving companies. I mean, Uber yes. is a great example. Mm-hmm. Um, you know that has had a lot of challenges that have come out in the news recently uh, over their culture, and yes. uh, so that's that's been a major major factor. Uh, let me ask you this: one of the things, one of the points that you make in the book, uh, which is very interesting, is uh, a very current topic today. Uh, that is to do with the Me Too movement. Um, so what can organizations do, you know, both large and small? And it's probably a somewhat bigger problem for smaller companies because, um, you know, the, the people at the, at the helm of smaller companies may not have had the exposure or necessarily the, uh, the, the training or, um, you know, it, it, any experience to understand what constitutes harassment and what isn't? Um, so how do you how do you help organizations, uh, especially small organizations, understand you know what constitutes harassment and how to avoid that in this day uh, of in this age of Me Too? Yeah, uh, you know I actually did a lot of thinking around this topic and wrote a blog post about it, probably going back to the beginning of the year, um, and it's and. Again, regardless of the size of the organization, but especially at a smaller um, startup or entrepreneur, um, entrepreneur-led organization, is that they have to take any concern seriously. Uh, and so the first and foremost thing is to do something about it. Don't ignore it. Um, and, and it's coming from a very real place, real or perceived. It's coming from a very um, really dangerous place when it comes to uh, what impact it will have on individuals' lives and on the life of the organization. So my first thing is take every concern seriously and use it as an excuse, or I shouldn't say excuse, but as a, I would say, a watershed moment to understand what's going on in the current culture and explore the possibilities of what could have created the conditions where a concern is raised. And, and from there, be able to co-create a, a new or enhanced culture. So it, it doesn't necessarily have to be this big, devastating, scary thing when a concern around Me Too arises. I think it's important that an organization has that dialogue and addresses it. Because if something really happened, just think about when you've seen this, and it's, it's beyond the media circus. It's really the impact on individual lives on both sides of, of any sure. sort of complaint, it, it can be devastating. And so an organization needs to be the support behind it, not the thing that makes it worse, right? Absolutely, absolutely. Um, that's a really good point. Now, um, speaking specifically of technology companies, uh, startups, uh, particularly those that are kind of molded in the Silicon Valley model, what are some of the 
culture at work type of problems and how can you how can you fix them do you have some prescriptions that our listeners can uh, say okay i got this um one or two points on how um you know business owners and entrepreneurs can fix culture problems on or create the appropriate culture um yes so one thing to really avoid is the establishment of what I call founder syndrome. And that's something that's well known out out there where an organization starts to adapt or assume the personality characteristics of their founders. Um, and that comes with the good and the bad, right? Because we're all not perfect. And so I ask organizations um, to be able to be self-aware enough to understand when they're establishing dysfunctional um, dynamics as a result of people's personalities. Right. And so That's the second point. tip is to be intentional about their culture. That's a really good point, yeah. Mm -hmm. um, let's explore that in greater detail. Let's take a short break. When we come back, we'll continue our conversation with Karen Jaw Madsen. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Stay tuned for more of The Entrepreneur Effect when we return. Content Marketing World 2018 comes to Cleveland, Ohio, September 4th through the 7th. Learn more at contentmarketingworld.com. Content Marketing World 2018 is the one event where you will learn and network with the best and brightest in the content marketing industry. Content Marketing World will have over 120 sessions and workshops presented by the leading brand marketers and experts from around the world covering strategy, storytelling, ROI, demand generation, AI, and more. Leave Cleveland with all the materials you need to build a content marketing plan that will grow your business and inspire your audience. Save $100 off of registration using promo code radio 100. That's radio and the number 100. Don't miss Content Marketing World 2018 in Cleveland, Ohio, September 4th through the 7th. Register now at contentmarketingworld.com. The Web Marketing Association is now accepting entries for its 7th Annual International Mobile Web Award Competition. This award program is an opportunity for mobile developers to demonstrate their expertise in this growing medium. It recognizes the individual and team achievements of web professionals all over the world who create and maintain outstanding responsive and mobile websites and mobile applications. Deadline for entry is September 28, 2018. Submit your entry today at www.mobile-webaward.org. That's mobile-webaward.org. There are over 70 million active podcast listeners in the U.S. WebmasterRadio.fm reaches them all with the largest global distribution of any online business-to-business -business podcast network through iHeartRadio, iTunes, Stitcher, and the WebmasterRadio.fm mobile app, we can target and place your message in front of those active listeners immediately. Now, your message can be delivered with less commitment and investment on over 20 hours of weekly original content hosted by the most respected names in digital marketing. Thanks to an exclusive private offer available for a very limited number of companies. But you must act fast. Email brasco at wmr.fm and get your message delivered now. You are experiencing the entrepreneur effect. Here's Dush Ramachandran. 
and welcome back. This is Dush Ramachandran with Entrepreneur Effect. My guest today is Karen Jaw Madsen, who is the author of the new book, Culture Your Culture, Innovating Experiences at Work. And she's also the principal of Co, Design of Work Experience. So Karen, before the break, we were talking about um, kind of the, the best way organizations can go about um, fixing their culture at work type of problems. And one point uh, which I think was very, very important that you mentioned was that um, organizations tend to adopt kind of a founder syndrome where they adopt the uh, personality characteristics or the culture characteristics of their founders. And that may not necessarily be a good thing in all cases. Um, and another thing you talked about uh, which we didn't really get a chance to explore. The the second point um, before the break um, was, you know, how you could actually go about creating a culture. So why don't we dive a little bit deeper into that? Tell us a little bit about um, how technology companies, uh, particularly you know those in the Silicon Valley mold, can fix their culture at work problems. Okay, uh, so I in this book have written about a concept called design of work experience. And this is that much needed step-by-step how-to I referred to earlier uh, because I think there lacks the discipline and structure around how do you create culture. And the intent with culture building work is not necessarily to address problems so much as to set the conditions for an organization to realize the best version of themselves so much so that those problems can exist because you're setting different conditions. Um, so I, I really want to make sure that people understand the framing of it because it's not meant to only be just a problem solver because part of um, cultural issues kind of come out of having a problem-based mindset. You know, um, There are some organizational cultures that can't innovate because they keep thinking about problems and they don't think about opportunities, as an example. So uh, so it's the how-to here is really intended not to say, do what everyone else is doing, so much as what's the discipline around creating culture that's relevant and impactful according to our own unique context? Because even if organizations, even two different companies could be in the same industry and doing the same products, and they would still have different contexts because they have different people certainly and they have a different culture that they either either established or a different culture they aspire to so i think that's what's missing right now is you you look to these case studies to tell you how you do something and instead of being something that's that becomes best practice um they they turn that into a myth. I call that the best practice myth. And that sure. is the belief that doing something that's quote unquote best practice is necessarily going to work the same way in your organization. It can't be adopted wholesale because what ends up happening is that best practices end up being a little bit wrong for everybody because they're not right. customized to their context. So th that's that's the crux of a lot of this work that I do around culture is not to become the next Let's let's put names out there. The next Google, right? Everyone sure. for a long time was saying, well, Google did it, so we should too. Well, Google lately, if you didn't notice, has had some challenges on the cultural front. Sure, absolutely. And, and it's showing. 
right? And so that brings me to the other issue that comes with creating culture. And one thing that um, organizations forget to do is when you do this push for culture, you have to continue to feed it. You need to sustain it. And a lot of organizations don't. And when you don't sustain it, it ends up deteriorating to the point where a lot of the gains made in the past perhaps are undone. And in that respect, it's almost worse than if you did nothing at all. Sure. So do you see within an organization, so do you see HR as the um, sort of keeper of the culture? Uh, because obviously, you know, in, in very small organizations and in startup uh, companies, there isn't an, an HR function separately. It's usually mm -hmm. done by, you know, somebody else, maybe the CFO also kind of takes care of HR mm -hmm. or, you know, somebody else within the, the office manager, uh, you know, steps in and takes a few HR tasks or something like that. So in that type of situation, do you see, who do you see as the keeper of the organizational culture and how, how could that best be implemented? Yeah, you and I must think alike because I just finished an article and I submitted it, um, so it's not out yet, but it's about the role of HR when it comes to culture. And the answer is that is even if, it's, if culture is part of their job title or role description, it's impossible for any one person or even a functional area to be totally in charge of culture. Why is that? It's because culture is everywhere and it's shared by everyone. So there are roles that HR can play when it comes to culture, but there's no quote-unquote owning, I think the biggest culture champion should be the CEO of the organization for sure. But how I define culture, and perhaps if there's uh, interest, I can get into that definition because there isn't a shared definition out there. But there are roles that HR can play, but it's not in charge of or owning or even advising on culture because culture is something that is shared and that means within the organization, uh, those are those pre-qualified people to contribute and to shape their own cultures. Okay, so then let's let's boil it down. Then let's bring it down to very specific stuff. Again, we're uh, we're speaking to small business owners, people that are solopreneurs, uh, maybe not solopreneurs, but they have you know small small teams, small yeah. teams you know teams of less than ten people. Mm -hmm. um, so what should that CEO or that business owner do in order to make sure that there is the right kind of culture in the organization right from the very start? Yeah, so and that goes along the lines of healthy team dynamics and founding teams. Uh, what I suggest when, when it's a small shop is to actually have the conversation up front on developing even a written document if they need it uh, a team charter of sorts to say, you know, how do we want to work together? What are the core principles? What are the values of this organization, this business that we're building from the ground up? And what what will remain no matter the size um, or the, even the type of business we end up doing? Because, you know, early early stage organizations sometimes pivot, right? So what is going to be the backbone of our business and what is going to sustain us from a value standpoint? from here on out. And that begins with the dynamics on the team. So that's why I talk about a team charter, because if they sit down and go through the process of negotiating and talking about that, then they have something in which they can hold each other accountable to. And you you start with the community building from there. Okay. And so the other big challenge that uh, small businesses face is 
they're often you know in in process of consolidating sometimes uh you know small small businesses end up being acquired by larger companies uh, and this happens more often and in that situation uh the culture that the small business has uh, worked so hard to achieve um mm-hmm. either gets diluted or gets subsumed into the culture of the larger organization which may not necessarily be a good thing in some cases it's good but in many cases it's not so right. so what is the what is the small business owner to do in that situation where there's there's an impending uh merger or acquisition where they're going to be sort of merged with a larger company where the culture may not be ideal certainly it's different from the culture that they have worked so hard to create within their own small company what what do we do in that situation right uh, i have argued for years that culture should be a part of due diligence when it comes to mergers and acquisitions because oftentimes to your point it's it's the re- not for good reasons sometimes right it doesn't end up being good at the end of the day it actually could um, impact the success or even the failure of an acquisition because of culture and we've seen lots of examples of that over the years so what I recommend to let's say the acquirer is that what made that organization great the business that they're buying has a lot to do with their culture so they really need to look at what they need to do to preserve the value of the company that they're buying and rather than subsuming to to use your terminology um, is to be able to create a shared culture going forward Um, to be able to say okay what can we bring as a best of both worlds and move forward together in this aligned way that will maximize the partnership going forward. So instead of winners and losers, you're kind of creating this we concept, right? Um, Because there's a reason why they were acquired and you want to be able to preserve what's good about it. So, and and the other thing is you don't want to lose all the talent right away. And if the cultures clash, that's, I mean, that's it. You lose the institutional. Exactly. And I, and I've been in those situations as well. I've done a lot of, I've done a lot of M&A in my lifetime. And so um, that can happen quite quickly because people with options, they'll take them. (laughs) The best people often leave first. Exactly. Exactly. So my suggestion is a look at culture even in the due diligence phase, when they're even considering the partnership or the purchase, right? Um, And then B, use culture to help with the transition. And then C, create um, a new shared culture going forward that makes this new combined organization that much stronger. Excellent. Okay, let's take a short break. When we come back, we'll continue our conversation with Karen Jaw-Madsen. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Stay tuned for more of The Entrepreneur Effect when we return. Do you look at the task of ranking your site at the top of the search engines like you would climbing the top of Mount Everest? It doesn't have to be. 
TopSEOs.com knows how hard that climb can be, and they can make top ranking a reality. Top SEOs sends you to only the right search vendors and agencies that they know will work for you. Since 2002, TopSEOs.com has reviewed and researched the best search engine marketing agencies and solutions providers. Don't risk the cost of falling off the proverbial peak of search rankings. Let Top SEOs give you peace of mind. TopSEOs.com, the independent authority on search vendors. Ready to do a podcast for your business? Make that podcast elevate to enterprise level. Let WebmasterRadio.fm expedite and execute your podcast to build your brand and broaden your customer base. WebmasterRadio.fm has worked with the world's biggest tech brands, Google, Yahoo, and Bing, and have worked with fast-growing brands like ShipStation and GoDaddy. Now it's your turn. Contact brasco at wmr.fm and rush your enterprise-level podcast into production at a very reasonable rate. Email brasco at wmr.fm. Are you looking for the best in WordPress speed, security, and scalability? WP Engine is a digital experience platform for WordPress, powering digital experiences for large brands around the world. With easy-to-use site management tools and powerful do-it-your-way development features, WP Engine gives you the flexibility to build it your way. Improve your SEO and conversion rates with a faster site on WP Engine. Learn more on WPEngine.com. You are experiencing the Entrepreneur Effect. Here's Dush Ramachandran. And welcome back. This is Dush Ramachandran with Entrepreneur Effect. My guest today is Karen Jaw Madsen, who is the principal of Co-Design of Work Experience and the author of the new book, Culture, Your Culture, Innovating Experiences at Work. Um, so, Karen, this, is, this has been a really uh, interesting, interesting book, which I'm sure a lot of our listeners would love to get their hands on. Uh, is the book uh, available now wherever books are sold, Amazon.com and Barnes and & Noble and so forth? Yes, certainly. I even found it on Walmart's website, funny enough. But uh, yes, I've been told it's it's available at Amazon, my publisher's website as well, which is Emerald Group Publishing. And I've also been told it's available in quote-unquote all good bookstores. Excellent. And for those of our listeners who might want to engage with you directly, uh, especially with your uh, design of work experience um, business, um, do you work with individuals? Do you work with uh, business owners to help craft culture within small small uh, organizations? Yes, I do. Uh, sometimes it starts out as a coaching relationship and inevitably ends up being a team or an organization um, effect. So, uh, but if if I I typically do start uh, with an entire entirety of the organization, it, you'll realize just the impact an individual can have in a small organization and how important each and every person is uh, through going through this process. So I do encourage people to really consider it when they're small, when they're early, because you're not, you're not at the stage where you'd have to fix huge problems yet when it comes to culture. It hasn't become a bad habit. <laughs> so I would sure. say uh, to be able to, to invest in culture up front is going to pay dividends in years to come. Excellent. And so how can people get in touch with you? How might they best engage with you? 
Uh, I'm online everywhere, but my website is www.designofworkexperience.com. You can find me on Twitter at Karen Jaw. Um, I just joined Instagram as well, and uh, I also have a Facebook page and certainly LinkedIn as well. Uh, I'm very active there. So I really encourage people to engage with me. I love having conversations around culture. I think every organization needs it, maybe half only care about it and even fewer are willing to invest in it that's a very elite group of organizations so hopefully people decide to say okay we need to differentiate ourselves above and beyond everyone else and we're going to leverage culture as this asset fantastic and so um so while people are uh just absorbing that information um let me ask you we just have another uh, couple of minutes left in this segment what are you most excited about for the future? I'm excited around the future of work. I think it's changing paradigms in ways that are facilitative for entrepreneurs or even solopreneurs because this definition of work is changing. Relationships with larger organizations are changing. Ways of working are being enabled by technology and new concepts. And so I'm really excited at the prospects of when when all this change is going on, it creates a lot of new opportunities. And um, we know that we need to get better at working with people than worse, right? in order to be successful in the future. So this whole concept of future of work, I think is is creating uh, the conditions for things to change for the better. Me too, it it was an inevitability. You know, uh, one of my favorite quotes is, we are perfectly designed for our current results. Me too didn't come out of nowhere overnight. It was something that was built over years and it was a culture change that had to happen and any organization that that tells you, I tell people this, you either manage your culture or it's going to manage you. And in the case of Me Too, is it's, it's saying, we're going to manage you now because you had all this opportunity. Sure, and you did nothing change. with it. And you did nothing, exactly. And now, now these organizations are caught unawares or ill-prepared to be able to handle these and deservedly so, right? And I think you're exactly right. And one of the big challenges, of course, has been the fact that um, these organizations really didn't think there was a problem, uh, or if they thought there was a problem, they didn't think it was serious enough to rock the very foundation of the business. But now, when they find that it is pretty serious and it's it's caused uh, major ripples through you know, through through politics, through entertainment, through every uh, every facet of work um, in in America and beyond, um, it's it's not something you can deny, or it's not something you can uh, sweep under the rug and expect no. that it'll go away. That's um, right. So that's that's a really interesting thing, and I think your book is very timely uh, in that it's it's uh, it's come out at this time when lots of business owners are thinking about. How can they, um, how can they prepare their businesses for uh, the post Me Too work environment? What does culture look like uh, after Me Too and after many of these, um, you know, uprisings have 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 come up? Mm-hmm. Uh, how do you prepare for that? How do you prepare your business for that? And how do you uh, act in a way that is consistent with being a good citizen? That's um, right. You know, I think that's the most important thing because not only is it morally a good thing, it is good for business. Uh, even if you 
were morally ambivalent about whether you should adopt, uh, you know, these practices, um, I think it's it's been shown very clearly that it's very good for business that you do. So thank you for thank you for the book and thank you for uh, doing the work you do. And it was a delight having you. You're very welcome. Thank you so much for having me. It's a pleasure. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply.